0: That's N-O-O-M dot to sign up today. Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about rotoballer.com. Win big in 2022 with rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use rotoballer's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value displays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Benched with Bubba, episode 474. Special guest, recurring guest, good friend of mine in the show joining me tonight because Toby's not here. But uh, so I, I go to the bullpen to get some big hitters, big hitters on this one. You know, you might know him from sleeper in the bust, you might know him from Friends of Fantasy Benefits, Fangraphs, maybe the guy that created TGFBI. I don't know, just a few things. He's on Twitter at Justin Mason, FWFB. Justin, how you doing, my friend? It's Bubba in the beard. Yes, in the beard. There we go. There you I like go, it.
1: baby. I've been like waiting. It. I've been waiting for this. You had you added it. Bloomfield to the roster. And I'm like, wait, where, where am where is my <laughs> full time game? Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. You know, well, you're you're just as busy as I am, so it's hard to sneak us <laughs> in the schedule together. This is true. Yeah. But uh before we get rocking and rolling, let everybody know what you got going on besides like everything.
1: Oh man, uh, you know, it's it's baseball time, right? So uh sleeper in the bus. TGFBI podcast, the Friends Fantasy Benefits podcast. I rate daily over at Fangrass And that's actually about it. I've kind of cut back a little bit this okay. year and haven't been recording as much of the TGFBI episode and blew off Friends Fantasy Benefits to be here tonight uh, and chat with you. So, Dave, uh, oh, this is Dave's notice. I, I didn't even tell Dave. I just said a rundown. Yeah. So, oh,
0: <laughs> you're the man. You're the man I appreciate. Because, <laughs> you know, for a guy that does a lot of podcasts, like, you know how this goes, it's so much easier to be a guest. So much oh. easier to be a guest. <laughs> So. Yeah, <laughs> I could trade that one for you in two seconds as well. Um, But uh, as usual, we'll go over some recent news tonight. We'll talk about the week that was in FAB. I can't wait to get Justin's Nolan Gorman comments because we heard about it. If you listen to Sunday Sleeper in the Bust, and we know if you watched his Twitter, he got a few shares. So I'm looking forward to chatting that up with him as well. But uh, let's get the recent news. Let's get the, the gloom out of the way before we talk about the, the good stuff here. And this one staying because I was high on Freddie Peralta. If I kind of punted pitching, I was looking for Freddie early on, and he started to get it going. And he's got um, a right shoulder that revealed a posterior shoulder strain. And the uh, council says he's going to miss significant time. So this, like, still no official timetable, but I'd say at least six to eight weeks, maybe more, if they're saying significant. How are you approaching this, Justin? Because, you are like an NFBC, that's a long time to hold a dude.
1: I don't know that you can hold him in NFBC. I mean, obviously, you give it at least a week. Um, you know, Fab's already passed for this week, so you're gonna have to make a decision next week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I want this. I want to say this is the same injury that Clevenger had prior to the Tommy John, right? That he you must might, be right. With. Yeah, you might um, be right. Yeah, And he he missed like two months. Um, so if you can hold someone for two months, obviously, I mean, he's a stud, and like you said, he was really starting to turn it around. Um, I don't have him anywhere this year and not because I didn't like him. I actually really liked him a lot. I just got jumped in every single league. Um, And so, I mean, a little lucky for me, but I just don't know that you can hold on to a guy that's going to be out for two months. If you don't have IL spots, Um, you know, there's a realistic chance that he doesn't even make it back. Right. You know, any sort of re-injury the Brewers, you know, I think he'll be somewhat conservative with him to hopefully try to get him back for October because uh, they're a team with a design or, you know, the eyes towards sort of winning. So like, there's a realistic chance he couldn't, he might not be back till September if if at all.
0: Yeah. And that's my biggest concern is they can slow play this. We've seen them use him in the past and other guys as like openers or long men uh, after the opener. And they could easily do that with him. Cause even if he's, you know, he might miss two months, he still has to ramp back up and get back to the longevity. So in reality, it could be like three months before you get the real Freddie Peralta, and uh, that that's if. So it's tough and because, uh, yeah, what were you going to
1: say? They're deep in that rotation, right. right? Like, they have Ashby and Hauser and, like, you know, Eric Lauer has been amazing. So, like, they have options to go to. Yeah,
0: um, that's what I was going to ask you next. Is uh, So Ashby, like, we'll get to him. He's actually one of the more popular pickups this week for, I believe, obvious reasons. But a guy like Adrian Hauser now become more viable to you? He's been like an up-and-down guy. You know, strikeouts have been iffy from time to time. Um, he, I always think Aaron Savali, when I think Adrian Hauser, for some reason, it just kind of blends together. But uh, you yeah, have any interest in a guy like Adrian Hauser?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of Adrian Hauser. got him on a number of D.C. teams this year. I was worried about the role because there was so much hype around Ashby, uh, so I didn't get him in a lot of later leagues. But guy who can get a lot of ground balls, which helps him limit damage, um and you know he's no slouch in the strikeout department. He's never going to be like an elite strikeout guy, but um, it's a great division to pitch in. Like you know when you get to go up against what the Cubs are rolling out there every day and what the Pirates roll out there every day, um, you know it's it's just a you know the, what the Reds are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great division to pitch in. So like any any Brewers pitcher is uh, is a pretty good option. Any Cardinals pitcher is a pretty good option. So, yeah, I mean, Hauser, I think, um, you know, if he's available in your league, I think he's now set in that rotation moving forward, um, at least until Peralta comes back. So, and I think same with Ashby.
0: Yeah, Hauser so far before tonight start 322 ERA, 315 FIP, and he's had six or more Ks in three of his last uh, four starts. So, mm-hmm. showing some life there, which is it was good to see, as you mentioned. Uh, let's head on to Detroit now, dude, that everyone knows I liked a lot. And, you know, Mr. Mouth, sorry. Not sorry, but uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was a, a guy that I liked a lot. And uh, I, I didn't even jump in the conversations because I didn't need to. Um, you guys all handled that one just fine. He actually had really solid numbers before the injury outing. Like, if you were mad about those numbers, I hate to break it to you. You just have some really weird expectations. But um, he's out with a rib cage injury. So this will be interesting. Left rib cage sprain. I wouldn't know how to sprain anything in my midsection, but uh, he did. And we'll have to see when he comes back. But what are
1: you doing with that like Erod? I think you got to hold on to him for right now. I mean, the Tigers sound like they're pretty optimistic they're going to get him back. Um, typically, side injuries, oblique injuries take four to six weeks. Um, and you want to be really careful with those. So I think there is a chance that he misses like a month worth of time. Um, but I would try to hold on to him. I, I mean, I could understand like in 10s and 12s wanting to move on and i think if if your team is in peril in terms of other il guys i think it's uh i think it's defensible to, to drop him in a 10 or a 12 but like at a 15 i don't i don't think you can you can move on for him because I, I don't think he's going to be out in an extremely long period of time
0: yeah i'm going to try to hold him as long as i can in my ocs but he might have to hit the chopping block just because of how it goes but um it, like he, something you mentioned there the concerning part of those kind of midsection oblique rib cage type injuries are so easy to come if you come back too soon it just messes up so mm-hmm. something to monitor with him for sure hopefully they take their time it is detroit like let's be real how much do they really have to gain by rushing him back but uh, we shall see uh, steven max lasted four pitches in his start on sunday supposed to go undergo an mri on monday i'm looking i have not seen any results yet we'll see if uh what's going on with that but not the greatest thing when you only throw four pitches, Justin. So I wasn't a big Steven Matts guy to begin with. I get it. I, I understand the love, especially in 15-teamers. But uh, I didn't have any shares. What's your thoughts on the Steven Matt situation?
1: Oh, I had all the shares for both of us, buddy. It, um, I, I dropped him in the majority of the leagues I had him, that I, where I couldn't IL him, um, uh, this fab. Like, yeah, he left after four pitches. I don't know exactly what's wrong, but um, – he wasn't good before the injury. So like, yes, the underlying numbers were better than what the surface numbers said, but ultimately like you just can't keep a guy, you stash a guy that's bad. Um, and so I think it, it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I dropped him in 15 team leagues, so it wasn't even like, you know, Oh, you know, I, a deeper league I'm holding. No, I, I'm mostly playing deeper leagues. And so when I'm dropping guys, it, you should probably be dropping them in tens and twelves. I, I love him coming in the year. I felt like St. Louis was a perfect for him. It's fantastic defense behind him. Um, a great part to pitch in again, that division uh, you get to go against so many body, bottom feeder teams. Um, but he just, he just gives up too much contact and too much of it's hard contact. And uh, unfortunately, so I think if he does come back, he probably will be better than he was, but I think you get him off the waiver wire. You don't, you don't hold on to him right now.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Like there's, you mentioned all the upsides, parts to it, like the good appeals to it. That's why, like, somehow Miles Mikulis is striking guys out this year. It blows my mind. So, like, if Matts could figure out whatever recipe that was in St. Louis, that'd be great. But for now, I'm with you. you got to kind of move on and see where things go. San Diego Padres' Mike Clevenger made three starts after coming back from Tommy John surgery. Now He's back on the I.L. with a right tricep strain. I'm not liking the sound of that after a guy coming off TJ. Like, that's not good. But the bright side, Mackenzie Gore, looks like he's locked in for now. That's a positive. But... Two, two-fold here. What do you do on Clevenger? Because he seems like a drop for me. And uh, what's your thoughts on Gore going forward?
1: Hmm. I, I want to get some more information before I drop Clevenger, and hopefully we'll have that before the weekend and in Fabron's, Runs. Um, I wasn't in on him anywhere. I did not buy in on any of the yeah. TJ Returnee guys. Um, I was trying to stay as is, is risk-averse um, as possible. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why. Like, just because a guy, like, is like you know recovered from a surgery like that doesn't mean like Clevenger has had multiple injury issues throughout his career like this isn't just a one off one time thing so uh yeah I, I, you know it's it's unfortunate I think if you if you got him at the price you got him at you should probably hold for a minute just to see what the timetable is but if it's any if it's gonna be anything longer than a month. And, again, the Padres are another team deep in the rotation, right? They've got Mackenzie Gore. They started Nick Martinez tonight. Like They've got plenty of options. You know, Blake Snell's back. Um, so, like, they can take their time with him, but just let's hopefully wait for a timetable, and then if it's anything longer in a month, yeah, I'm probably cut.
0: Yeah, I wasn't really in on him either. I was kind of really, I was just kind of shocked at the uh, early return to me. It was a full year, so I guess it wasn't that early, but – I was a little uh, surprised there, and I love Gore, so I'm, I'm a big fan of of the opening for him in this one. He's been awesome so far this season. Good story to top it off, but um, we'll see with Clev. I think even if he comes back, they might have to like tread lightly with that one. That one's going to take – I think we don't see a good Clevenger until next season, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, last one here. This hits close to home for us, Justin. Brandon Bell, it's out with right knee inflammation, got a cortisone shot, shouldn't miss too much time. But the concerning part here, he always has a hard time staying healthy. Like usually it's like a hit by pitch, some kind of fluky thing, but he gets hurt a lot. And this knee's been bugging them all since spring training. Like it seems like it's gonna be an issue a lot this year. Um you're not dropping him per se, but it's gonna be a lingering situation, I think, Justin.
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is this is what you get with Brandon Bell, right? It's yep. he just dude cannot stay on the field. Um and in spite of the fact that like, he was actually really affordable, probably more affordable than he should have been. I didn't touch him in any leagues just because I, I don't want to deal with his headache because on top of the fact that he has pretty much never stayed healthy his entire career, um, the Giants are super platoon happy. Um, and, I mean, you look at the lineup they're running out tonight against uh, David Peterson and the Mets, you know, le- left either, you know, it's it, Kevin Pauldo's playing first base and like Darren Ruff. And like, like they, they don't care. Like there's, there's like maybe two guys who play full time, you know, Crawford. And yes like, that's it. Everybody else is platoonable, including brain and belt. So like, I, I mean, I know they said it's a minimum stay. So if you, if you drafted them, you're probably holding on to them, but this is going to continue to be a headache all season long, uh, just because that's what the giants do.
0: And that was one of my concerns. I remember in the preseason, I was writing articles on like the groups of first base, me like the Votto, Bell, Crone group. And like, you know, five, six, seven rounds later, you had the belt group with Schwindel and all these guys. And those are kind of your pockets of first base targets. And, and when I put polls out of that second pocket, it was like Bell overwhelming or belt overwhelmingly. People wanted Brandon Belt. And I'm like, guys, I'm a Giants fan. And I'm telling you, he's going to miss time. like a, a good chunk of time Which is what he does. Like you said, it's, it's the way it is. So it's a headache. It's a headache I didn't want to deal with. That's all I know. But um, unless you have unlimited IL spots, yeah, for sure.
1: Like Tower Wars, we have unlimited IL spots. Any against an OBP
0: league, then heck yeah,
1: yeah, right, yeah. Um, But anywhere else, man, it's just so hard to roster a guy that like, yes, he was amazing last year, but he played ninety games. Are we really expecting to be that amazing if he only plays ninety games again? Because I'm not. Like that's um, so like I just stay away from those guys. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's talk about
0: some most added players in the NFBC on the online championships, 12-teamers, kind of more relatable to most uh, players out there, 12-team formats. Talk about how often they were uh, picked up, prices for fun, and thoughts on the outlook of these players going forward. We'll kick it off with the big one of the week, Justin's favorite as well, Nolan Gorman, added 193 leagues, 99% sure, that's all of them, folks, Uh, as high as 557. Somehow, this is why I love doing this, Justin. Someone got him for 27 bucks. He went as low as 27 bucks. Yeah, his, his low. the That's low. Insane. Hey, you, usually, there's always a low of one dollar. So, the fact that the lowest was 27 is actually telling like the OCs are nuts, man. I love doing this for this reason alone. But as high as 557, as low as 27, uh, tonight he went 0 for four, but so far he's five for 16 with two doubles, hitting 385, four runs scored, only two strikeouts, which I think is pretty darn solid after what we saw in the minors. It's early, but that's, that's pretty, pretty promising at least. But I know you're a Gorman guy. The floor is yours, my friend.
1: I mean, I'm not a... I, I am a Gorman guy. Um, yeah, you, you are now. Yeah, I, for sure. So I got him in... I, he was available in five of my fab leagues last night. Um, and I got him in four. Uh, and I was aggressive. Uh, I did not think I would get him in as many leagues as I did. Um, I really thought other people would be more aggressive and in like the tag team league with Shelly, like originally I was like, should we put more than 300 on him? And she was like, no, I don't think people are going to be as aggressive as maybe you think they are. So we dropped them and still dropped their like two sixty seven. still got them. And that's a 15 team league. Um, I'm surprised people weren't more aggressive. Like how many more prospects are we expecting to come up and be real impact, you know, players uh, at this stage? Um, there is a ton of risk. And I think that may have scared some people off. I mean, like you said, he struck out like a, you know, 35% clip or something like that in triple a this year. Uh, he also hit 15 home runs in 34 mm-hmm. games. Like he, I mean, he has unreal power. He's got a little bit of speed to go with that. The Cardinals seem like they are committed to him. Um, And they're batting up really high up in the lineup right now. Um Yeah. I mean, I, I like him a lot, but, there obviously is there's Josh Lowy in risk. As I said, on, on the sleep yeah. on the bus um, this, uh, this last weekend, um, you know, Josh Lowe was everybody's favorite. Like, Oh, we got to go get him first week of fab people spent, you know, in one of my main event leagues, like someone spent $555 on Josh Lowe and they might as well just lit that on fire. So like yeah. I could be lighting a lot of money in a lot of different leagues on fire right now with Gorman. If he does strike out at a, um, tournament amount. But I think, uh, I think it's it's a real good gamble. It's a good team. They really appear uh, seem to really like him, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think you got to take some gambles, and I, I'd rather take him a little bit early and hope that it carries me through the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it because as long as you have like validity to it, because I even tweeted out today, I said, "You guys remember when like the first Fab Week, everyone spent all their money on Stephen Kwan? That worked out well, um, and it happens. You got to take your chances, but you got to kind of pick your chances. And like Gorman's a the pedigree and what we've seen." And with the fact the Cardinals said they called him up to play him regularly, they moved Edwin to shortstop, that's kind of telling to me. Now, anything can happen. That strikeout rate's scary. Like the low comment is, is pretty solid there. Like you said, you got to take your chances somewhere. Everyone, you're going to take at least one of those a year on somebody. You might as well take it early, like you said, because when you save it for later, the guys go cheaper anyway. So what, what are you doing here? Um, I, I like the, the the chance, especially on a good team at like the Cardinals. Like, that's a very key part there. They're not just going to bring him up to toy with him. So uh, I think that's a very, very interesting part as well. Um, before we get to the next guy here, on that same kind of note, you're talking about prospects coming back up or, or whatnot this year. Royce Lewis got sent back down, and I was nervous about that when he um, when he first got called up. I talked about it on the show when I was like I wasn't super aggressive on him because, like, you know, is only out 10 days, like all this stuff. Um, they sent him back down. He played great. He's playing great in AAA. He was available in a lot of fab leagues last week, and I got him for, like, 20 bucks and stuff. Uh, and he got me a couple home runs, which was great. I haven't dropped him yet, so I think he'll be back sooner than later. If Miranda keeps struggling, what's your thoughts on Royce Lewis, though? Because I can only hold him for so long. But I know he's going to come up again, and it's going to cost a fortune at that point in time.
1: I honestly don't get the move. Like I, yeah. I mean, yes, they got Gray back. They also got uh, Trevor Larnock back. Um, but what does Royce Lewis have to prove? Nothing in the minor leagues at
0: this point. That's why I was confused um, with the Korea signing altogether, like how they could have spent their money on somebody.
1: Well, I mean, I, I get like you're adding a, a real impact back. It's not a long-term commitment, which is nice. True. You know, a team like Minnesota, um, they they don't – they have the money, obviously. They, they showed they have the money, right? But yeah. they don't feel like they've got the ability to like give a guy a seven- or ten-year deal or something like that. Um So like I get that, but like how is – how is Royce Lewis not as good as anybody they have playing a corner outfield spot right now? Yeah, I agree. Um, I just, I, you know, and that includes Alex Kirilov, who's a former yeah. top prospect. Um, Larnak. Yeah. Yeah. Larnack. I, I love Max Kepler. I'm a big Max Kepler guy, but like, come on, Max Kepler is the reason Royce Lewis isn't playing right now. I think he will be back up here at some point. Um, yeah. It's hard to hold because, you know, he's yeah. got to go down for 10 days unless there's an injury. Yep. um and i don't know when like yep. i mean it, it doesn't make any sense now so trying to rationalize out oh well he'll be back up in june mm-hmm. you know second week of june like there's no rational reason why they sent a guy like him now they're in a playoff race they spent money this off season to make a push for the playoffs royce lewis makes their team better he should be on the team so yep. Um, I'm not gonna try to figure out what the hell they're doing because it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. That's why I just want to get your your thoughts on it too. Because, like when I when he first came up, I'm like, "Oh, he's not staying for long." I get it. But then he he was productive, and Miranda hasn't been, and I'm just confused on what they're doing there altogether. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm gonna try to hold them as long as I can. But like you said, it's tough. It's real tough to to keep keep holding that uh, that roster spot. Uh, the Kansas City Royals recalled Brady Singer. This guy was big on coming into the season, and like especially DCs. I thought there was a lot to like here with Brady Singer. Didn't start out great this year, pretty obvious. Got sent back down to AAA, but he's come back up, and the pitch mix is different, folks. We talk about it like in the preseason with velocity and pitch mix. You talk about it early in the season trying to find that kind of hidden gem, and it was only two starts. I'll be totally honest. Uh, but it's Chicago and Minnesota, White Sox and Minnesota, seven shutout, four hits in both, three Ks against Minnesota, nine versus Chicago. It's only two starts. A lot can change. But the fact he's throwing his slider nearly as much as his sinker, and he raised his changeup—that's uh, it, it, just huge. Because looking at his numbers last year, he was like a sixty percent sinker guy. Justin, we all know how bad that can be if you're not locating your sinker. So um, promising. I, I was—I got him in a few leagues this week. Didn't break the bank by any means, but I like what we saw. Just hoping we can see more going forward. What's your thoughts on Brady Singer?
1: I like him a lot, um, and I—I I mean, I was a big Brady Singer guy uh kind of last year and then coming into the season i got him in late in some dcs unfortunately i didn't get him in like any of my big money leagues uh but uh he was impressive and you're right it's all about that pitch mix, uh, change um i think he has the ability to kind of like he's never gonna be a star like this isn't a guy who's like turn out to be like an sp2 or anything like that but i think he could be a legitimate like sp lower end sp3 sp4 kind of guy in fantasy um he pitches in a really great ballpark again this is a, a really uh, good division especially with all the injuries that the white Sox uh have faced this year and you know how bad some of the other lineups in that division look you know unfortunately he doesn't get to throw against his own team but um yeah i i think singer um uh, I, I saw some pushback from some people yeah. uh, in the industry or not in the industry, but, or no, no, in the industry. I think Rob Silver is one of them. And, uh, and I was like, I don't get why, like, people are like, well, look at the projections. Like who cares what the projections say? He made, he made a substantial change that the projections After the can't, projections. Exactly. yeah, the projections can't pick up on yet. Yeah. Um. You know, and I think this is the important part of why, why it's important to one watch games and it's important to dig into individual performances, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we, you know, projections are important. I, you know, I use projections probably just as much as everybody else does, but um, projections can only capture, you know, kind of an average really. Yeah. And And, it's usually
0: an average from before, not what they've done now. So it's totally different.
1: Yeah. So, and you know, this is a former, like, top prospect in their organization i wouldn't say it was top prospect baseball but you know we hear it all the time Right, prospect growth isn't linear like he has made changes he has gotten better um you know do we want to completely buy in and say oh he's a stud no absolutely not but like there's reasons to be hopeful like when you're picking up guys like zach davies um you know or you know zach loge or you know guys like that off the waiver wire like i'd much rather take a shot on a guy with pedigree um, and showing some re- real changes in in brady singer than you know maybe guys like that
0: 100 percent agree i think that's a it's a great point and yeah the projections thing i saw that from and rob's a genius people like, like it's i love from, rob yeah rob's, rob's amazing great. so yeah and like i'll never forget just listening to him talk at fpass like the, the the panel you were hosting there at the ballpark like he just I, it was just awesome it was great mm-hmm. and he's a very 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 bright man i was kind of confused by that too because projections I, I usually enjoy more for hitters because you can kind of see what's going on there where pitchers like you said they're not projecting this change they have no idea what he's done in this change because it's it's almost like Phil So it's a robot at that point in time so we don't really we have the whole picture there so we'll wait and see it could be a bust but I, I like the the change I love seeing a, a young pitcher tweaking things like that and uh, we'll, we'll see where that continues to go and for those that uh, are keeping track at home I forgot to mention he was picked up in 141 leagues as high as 161 as low as one dollar um Martin Perez was the third most added player in OCs this last week. Yes, this is 2022, folks. 2022. Martin Perez, 114 leagues, $91 max, $1 minimum. Good for you. Coming off a complete shutout against the Houston Astros in Houston, Justin. He's allowed one earned run or less in six straight starts. Like, really, what in Sam's Hill is going on with martin and i'll be honest i grabbed him in a few leagues for like four bucks i'm like screw it i need a pitcher this week i'll roll with him. i'm not gonna, like i'm not gonna spend a ton of money on it but he was like the seventh pick in my options but I, i'm like four bucks i need a guy I, I, all the il guys in the world i'm not not warm and fuzzy about it but what's your thoughts on martin perez
1: oh man this one is like this there are certain ones that guys like um, have, like, really great seasons, and it just burns, right? You're like, oh, man, I should have known or should have – like, this one warms my heart because I was a huge Martin Perez fan, like, when he was young, right, when he was a rookie. Like, I really thought he was going to be a legit um, ace, uh, you know, when he was kind of coming up through the minor leagues. Um, And just it never happened. Uh, And I don't think it's happening right now, but I do think he is one of the huge beneficiaries – from a deton ball, he's pitching in a great ballpark, um, in a really great division, even though he doesn't get to face his own team. Um, but uh like this is gonna this is gonna blow up at some yeah, like You're it's waiting it, for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Um that being said, like Seattle's offense sucks. Yeah. Oakland's offense sucks. Like you and like that park is great to pitch in. There are other really crappy teams in the American League. I picked him up two weeks ago I think in both my main events um, for his two start week and I'm just holding on to him like yeah the, the shoe is gonna drop at some point um, but I'm hoping to bank as much goodness as I can before then uh, he's done a great job he is not allowed a home run this year uh, but, you know the command has been better like I said I don't think it's gonna it's not gonna stick but um, but ride it will you know sometimes you just gotta ride a hot streak when it does even when it doesn't make sense. Um, and then first sign of trouble, you just jump off.
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been wild, but yeah, buckle up, see what happens, roll with it. But uh, so far, so good. Let's talk. Uh, next man up on the list, Nick Pavetta. He's also had in 114 leagues as high as 81, 88, as low as a dollar. It's a guy I drafted everywhere this year, dropped him a couple weeks later, picked him up again everywhere. I, I made the same comment when I dropped him. I'm like, I know I'm gonna end up picking him up again. I know I am. I just can't roster him right now because he's a disaster, and he has proven that correct as he's uh coming off you know three straight starts of one run or less six innings or more eight or more Ks in two or three starts Houston and the White Sox were those 8K performances 4.22 ERA 3.75 X-5 and what I love to see is a swinging strike rate over 11% so he's, he's he's getting guys fooled 15.5% K to walk not horrible not bad so um things are improving for the positive on Nick Pavetta. What's your thoughts on one uh Phil Duceau's next this year's Robbie Ray, Nick Pavetta? <laughs> uh
1: he was another guy I picked up in uh I think one of my main events. Um someone dropped him uh after kind of a slow start. And I just was like, Oh, he's got a two start coming up. I'm just gonna stream him for now and I'm just holding on to him. Um Nick Pavetta is fantasy baseball's uh Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Like it's like I mean, every year there is a Nick Pavetta breakout article, um, a Nick Pavetta sleep article um, by, you know, people in the industry. And we always fall for it. He always crushes our hopes and dreams. Um, I, I'm sure he will again. Uh, he's looked fantastic, though. Like, I mean, I like I, said, I had him on my team, but I didn't start him this weekend as the Astro. And he goes out and, like, he pitched a, a complete game shutout like that was uh, in where he was actually really dominant has done a really, really good job of uh, pitch mixing this year um, uh, or in sequencing this year. Um, could it stick around? Like we've always thought the talent was there. Yeah. Um, it was just a matter of, could he keep the ball in the yard? I think he is a guy like Martin Perez, who's benefiting from this deadened ball. Um, so I do think as things start to warm up in the summer, he's going to run into some problems, but I think you just roll with him for now and, and just kind of hope that you don't get hit with a three or four homer, homer game.
0: And you know, what's fun about what we've been talking about here. Martín Perez and Nick Pavetta both shut out the Houston Astros of all teams, the Houston Astros who also put up like 18 against Boston the other night when NATO Eovaldi started or whatever. Like it's yeah, baseball, baby baseball. So much fun. All right, next up on the list here, Cole Calhoun. This is like a blast from the past episode. 106 leagues as high as 77, as low as a dollar. Over the last two weeks, he's hitting all but one game, hitting 372 with five home runs, but he's also striking out nearly 33% of the time. So literally all or nothing, it seems like, with Cole Calhoun. But they're playing him versus lefties. They're playing him versus righties. Um, I guess why he's playing every day, hitting fifth most of the time in that Rangers lineup he becomes very viable in fantasy, but just, again, like the other stuff we've talked about, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop with Cole Calhoun. But uh, how are you viewing him? Just kind of running him while he's hot?
1: This this shoe's going to drop a lot faster, I think, yeah. than uh, than the other ones. Um, his zone contact right now is 74%. League average is around 85%. Is not going to cut it. He's swinging outside the zone 36% of the time um his swinging strike rate on the season is 19 percent um like (laughs) this is not gonna stick around like it's it was fun like if you streamed him because you needed an outfielder or something i think scott jenstead said like he did that um in a league uh yay you got a a bunch of home runs this last week but i'd honestly be considering like benching him this week because there's no way it continues like the underlying skills are atrocious. Uh, this is just a, you know, a, a, an amazing hot streak that is going to like. Uh, hopefully, he rubs whatever magic fairy dust on off of him onto Marcus Simeon, and, and we get some love there.
0: He'll need that for sure. Yeah, no, he's he's basically doing the whole spray and pray method. That's what that's what uh, that's what uh, Cole Calhoun is doing right now. I'm just waiting <laughs> for like there's gonna be a bunch of golden sombreros coming his way pretty soon. Absolutely. So, so, so buckle up for that one, folks um clay holmes this is a fun one this has been a fun topic on the twitter here and i can't wait to get your thoughts here but he was added in uh, 99 leagues as high as 364 as low as 15. technically he's not the closer yet in the in new york people like him. he's got two straight saves chapman's a little banged up not been the most consistent but i'll say this much chapman does this every year where he has a couple bad runs he still gets to be the closer and gets 30 plus saves I don't know about you Justin. Are you thinking Chapman's days are over? He might go on the IL, they said. That might happen here. But are you thinking this is really a changing of the guard like so many think it is? Cuz if so, it's worth the dollars. If not, this could be a very expensive setup, man. Mm. I lean the I, latter if that helps at all.
1: I don't think that there is a changing of the guard yeah. unless Chapman's actually really hurt. Like it, like and I mean like hurt long term, like Yeah. You know, yes, they said he was getting treatment on his Achilles, but typically, like, Achilles injuries, what we're worried about is a torn Achilles, right? Yeah. That's clearly not what this is, because if you don't torn, get you have a surgery. Treat- you don't have treatment. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get treatment. So, um, you know, and if there's a discussion on whether he's going to go on the IL, it means he could potentially not, which means he's probably not seriously hurt. Um, I think you have to pick up Clay Holmes where you can, yeah. because uh, the Yankees are playing, like, the best team in baseball right now and you want the closer on the best team in baseball. Like, you know, uh, so I think you take the gamble, especially if you – like, I think if you have Chapman on your team, um, you need to be aggressive and go get Clay Holmes. Uh, Because Clay Holmes, you know, with Chad Green done for the year with Tommy John, he seems like he is likely the next man up. Um, And the skills are outrageous. Like, I mean, Clay Holmes has been fantastic. So, as Michael King – uh, as well so uh, But I don't Like I know it's his last year of his contract For Chapman um, I know the skills Weren't what they used to be But managers always Go with the guy that brought them To the dance Yep. And I feel like unless he's truly atrocious They're going to go with The guy that bring That, that has brought him, them to the dance And, um, and that's Chapman So yeah. So, yes, I do. I think there's a change in guard. I don't, um, but I still think you should be aggressive on Clay Holmes just in case they're in injury or, you know, maybe Chapman is done. Maybe you can only throw 103 so many times.
0: Yeah. He could be. He's given up runs in five straight outings, but prior to that, no runs the entire season in like over 10 outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, still 15 K's and 14 in space. 10 walks is concerning with Chapman. Um, he does look rough. There's no hiding that, but I'm with you. I think as long as he can pitch, he's gonna be the closer. That's what he's there for. Holmes is gonna get his, though, like you said, they're the best team in baseball. We've seen it with the Dodgers in years past. We've even seen it with the Yankees and other teams. There'll still be a guy that walks away with 10 plus saves. So if you can if you want the ratios, the strikeouts, and the occasional save, rock him. Go for it. Like so I'm with you. I think he's worth an ad. But when I see like $364, I would love to have that conversation with someone. Like that's that's why I love talking about the prices here because I I want to wrap my head around what's going down there. But, hey, maybe you were really in need of something and you got some insider info. I don't know. But um, maybe he becomes the guy. He's filthy. He's filthy. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. And I mean, plus, in years, in years past, you know, like Boone, if Chapman wasn't there, he used, like, two dudes, a lefty and a righty more often than it felt like. But, uh, like, a well, bright and a, uh, green or something.
1: Clearly, the Yankees are a playoff team. Like, in yeah. – I feel stupid for having said they weren't going to make the playoffs this year, but um, if let's say a Chapman is going to be out for an extended period of time, or let's just say he's just not good. Um, aren't the Yankees like a prime candidate to go get a closer at the deadline.
0: That would make sense as well. Yes, definitely. would make so, sense. So
1: like, yes, the, the bullpeners are strength. They have other guys, but like, where else are they going to make improvements? Yeah. I mean, I'm with I you. Th- you know, I think that, you know, maybe a catcher. You know. Um,
0: Speaking of which, Gary Sanchez looks good right now. Yeah,
1: he just <laughs> he he just need to get away from the art. Yep, he looks pretty good right now. <laughs> you know, but like, why wouldn't they like? Why wouldn't they call the Cubs and be like, "Hey, give us Wilson Contreras and David Robertson"? No, hundred percent. Yeah. You
0: know, and we'll so. give you we'll give you Chapman and someone else. Like, they have no problem doing that. <laughs> They've done it before. They traded them Chapman before. That's how they got uh, Glaber. So. I don't think I don't think it back. I think, no, Cubs, I think, so are, I think Cubs are
1: like nah, he was some good. sort of like, you know, prospect. Exactly. Like
0: but yeah, no, I'm with you. I think something could easily be in the mix there to get some more bullpen depth and uh, see where it goes. So, Holmes is good. I just want to have the discussion for those cuz I've been I, I understand some of the um like hey, he's really good. He's going to close at the same time I don't see how you guys are pushing Chapman out so easily. I I just don't don't quite see it just yet. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, this is one guy Toby picked up everywhere last week. He was all ahead of the curve here because that's what Toby does. But this past week picked up in 83 leagues as high as 139, as low as a dollar as the Yankees this week, but better matchups to come. Two really solid starts this past week. We've seen some ups and downs. They're stretching him out, which is good to see with Jeffrey Springs. Uh, so I put in some smaller bids on him. Uh, were you interested in uh, what Jeffrey Springs can bring to your team?
1: Yeah, I put some smaller bids. I didn't get him anywhere. Um, I think he's an interesting guy. I I just there's so many other guys who had really interesting two starts this week that I uh, that I ended up prioritizing. Like um though it looks stupid now, I did pick up Zach Davies in a league, um, which I hadn't, but uh should have gone. I'm I haven't seen a lot of springs yet, and so maybe that colors a little bit of uh why I wasn't as excited to go after him. I think he he's he's an interesting interesting player, but I don't know. Just doesn't I why was Toby so excited? Like I, I was he.
0: He he only liked the two starts last week. He likes the like the pitch mix, the strikeout upside. Um, I made him give like a long definition of it because it, he wasn't a topic on the most added players last week. But Toby kept mentioning his ad drops. He kept adding Jeffrey. So I'm like, okay, you have the floor. Tell me about this. Like, what do you? Because the same thing. Why? Why were you into this? The two starts, um, pitch mix, the raise system. The raise system scared me because you know that, they'll, they'll play. That's always yeah,
1: that's the problem with the Rays is, and like, yeah, I mean, he was great against Baltimore, um, but that's Baltimore, like yeah. he was, he was fine versus Toronto, like, you know, four and two thirds, two strikeouts, you know, but it, I don't even know who he is yet, because yeah. like, you know, in, in the game against Baltimore, he strikes everybody out, but he also walks everybody. Gaming against Toronto, he doesn't strike anybody out, but doesn't walk anybody, like, I don't I don't quite know who he is yet, and so like I, I hate to invest highly in guys where I'm still un, kind of certain about what their profile is going to end up being.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. We're on the same page there. We'll see if uh, it's another one. Toby just gets right for the entire season, so we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, welcome back, Matt Barnes. Apparently, people are thirsty for potential saves. Uh, he's added an 82 leagues, as high as 111, as low as a dollar. Picked up a save on uh, on Saturday. He's pitched pretty well in his, his recent outings, it's just a messy situation in Boston. It's Hansel one night, it's Barnes. There's a lot of options back there. But I guess people were thinking Barnes is the guy. Uh, how are you approaching Barnes in that Boston situation?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, Hansel's the guy who came in the next night. He did blow the yep. save the next night. Um, I don't think I, – I think if Boston had – uh, exactly what they wanted Barnes would be the guy. Like if, if Barnes pitches well, I think he will be the guy. Cause I think they want to try to flip him. Um, uh, but I, he has looked so bad for so long that I just, I, I don't care. I would rather have Jorge Lopez um, or guys like that, where it's like, you know, I kind of know what I'm getting at least as opposed to, you know, a guy who might get, Fifty percent of the saves, um, yeah. and torch my ratios. Give me a guy who's going to give me hundred percent of the saves and torch my ratios.
0: I agree, I'm with you there, hundred percent. Give me Daniel Bard. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Direction.
1: Like I, these you know, these, just like the Cincinnati situation. Like yeah, yeah. Art Warren's interesting. Uh, Alexis Diaz is interesting. But I, I don't want like like yes, Boston had an amazing week this week, too, right? Like yeah. Trevor Story like woke up and was like, Oh, I'm still an elite player, let me show you guys real quick. Um, but Boston's not good. No. Um, and so like if I'm rostering a a a reliever on a bad team, I want to be damn sure he's the guy, and I don't feel that way about Barnes.
0: Yeah, and with you, like I drafted Barnes in a lot of leagues early because he's kind of late third reliever mm-hmm. option uh i dropped him everywhere since then and i don't really feel like picking him back up so it's yeah. just one of those like and i even i told some guys i think it's ryan roof when i had him on i said I wouldn't be shocked if Barnes leads their team and says I'm just not going through the hassle of it. Just not doing it. I'd rather take chances like with Daniel Barr Lopez. I'd rather gamble if I want a 50-50 guy with like you mentioned Jorge Lopez. Give me Felix Bautista. At least his ratios will be good. Give me some strikeouts. Go get Danny Jimenez from Oakland. Go do something like that and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a messy, messy situation. I guess the moral of the
1: story is pay for saves. I don't know. It's well, that's yes, cool. pay for saves. Like this is exactly why we pay for saves. So like yes. this is so you don't have to play in this game. Like I know everybody's like Oh well, you paid for Chapman, like, but Chapman's still the guy, right? Like, he still has like, nine saves. Yeah, like, like tell me, tell me a, an elite closer that we paid up for, like, even like Hendricks hasn't even been good, but he's still getting yep. a ton of saves. Like, yep. so like I'm, this is why this is why you're supposed to pay for saves.
0: Agreed, Johnny VR season, folks. This is what I've been waiting for. A lot of us been waiting for is once the injuries happen, Johnny VR gets to play. He, if you look at his like profile dude plays like 120 to 130 games every season gets you double digit homers double digit steals it's like clockwork and here's his chance picked up in 81 leagues as high as 74 dollars as low as a buck got two steals and a homer last week already got a steal tonight as we record this is what johnny vr does folks like as long as he can get on the field he ugly he will ugly he'll do it in an ugly fashion but he'll produce fancy goodness for you so i love johnny vr i uh, picked him up and i drafted him in barf uh, mm-hmm. like I I'm a big VR guy. So what's your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I'm a big VR guy too. I, I've got him in a, just a ton of leagues. Um, and, uh, and I didn't drop him. Like I just have been holding on, like kind of waiting. He's multi-position eligible, which is always huge, especially in the deeper leagues that I tend to like to play. Uh, yeah. Like it's going to be ugly, but the end of the season line is going to be like, Hey, I got some value from that. Like, yep. uh, and there's always the chance he has, the Baltimore type season where he just completely goes off, um, you know. I mean, we know that there is like enough power that plays in that bat, uh, but just a crap ton of speed. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he should be rostered in every league, uh, even ten teamers, uh, just because the speed upside is so great. Yeah, I'm with you. He's a,
0: a points league dream as well. Like, there's a lot to like with Johnny Vr and. The, the fun part is, is they're not really hitting towards the top yet either. And that can keep changing because Suzuki's slumping a lot. And, you know, Ortega's Ortega. So just wait till they get really creative with him and put him in front of the big boys. We could have some fun there on the, the south side. Uh, James Caprillion added uh, in 73 leagues, as high as 56, as low as a dollar. He's five or more innings and three straight starts, two and runs or less, six or more Ks and two or three. I did the back and forth with Caprillion last year. Like, there's a lot of good. There's going to be some headaches, This is what he does. Pitching in Oko is huge. Division we talked about. Uh, I wasn't in on him this week, but uh, what's your thoughts on Caprillion? He looks like he's he's healthy right now, at least, which is a good start.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think health is the big issue with him. Um, uh, you know, I mean, he's a guy who missed a, a ton of time uh, coming up through the minor leagues with uh, with elbow issues. So you're always just a little bit scared of a guy like that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's a guy that does a good job uh, at limiting hard contact. Um, like, I'd love to see another level on strikeouts for me. Like, but I don't think it's common. He's got like a 10% swing strike rate. I think this is probably who he is. Um, and I think he gets helped out uh, by pitching in Oakland, which is great because he's going to continue to pitch in Oakland. And like I said before, there's some butter uh, feeder teams in that division, even not getting to pitch against the, his own team, you know, Texas is not a good offense. Seattle's not a good offense. Um, I think there are going to be ups and downs He's a young guy that's still learning how to sequence properly. Um, we saw, you know, he struggled with command, gave up two home runs, uh, the other night. Uh, but I do think there is, um, some staying power, especially in Oakland. Like there's no reason for him to get demoted out of that rotation. Um, I'm not like super excited, but I think he's like, I think he'll be a serviceable glue guy, right? You know, middle of your your rotation. Like, I don't think he's taken a massive step forward this year.
0: Yeah. He's a good streamer from time to time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's not a guy I'm in love with, but like I said, I, I played the ups and, ba- ups and downs with him last year and you, you can definitely do that uh, from time to time. He's a good one. If you, like I talk about a lot, look for the following week's matchups, get him cheap the week before. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy for that. Like, don't break the bank on him. Spend a couple bucks, plan ahead. He'll help you more often than you think. Uh, Ronzi Contreras of the Pittsburgh Pirates is getting the call. uh, Picked up in 67 leagues as high as 164, as low as a dollar. If you like strikeouts, turn on your TV when he pitches. Like a 30% plus K rate majority of the time throughout his minors and even this year in the bigs. Uh, Walks can be an issue from time to time, but the dude is just filthy. Longevity could be an issue. We'll see how how long he can go in games, but – so far, so good, Justin. Uh, what are your thoughts on Contreras?
1: Uh, yeah, no, like what I just said with Cabralian, like it's the opposite, right? Like, like Cabralian's not only gonna be a star. Ronzi could be an absolute absolute star. Um, I mean, he strikes out everyone uh he faces in uh, just seven two thirds innings in the majors. Uh he had 10 strikeouts. He's working out of the bullpen. They sent him back down to stretch him out. People got really upset, as they should have, because he they were they were stretching him out while he was in the majors like, why couldn't they just continue to do that? Um, But to play the service time games, we understand why Uh, I think he has legit like top of, you know, a rotation top of, you know, an SP two probably upside. Does he get there this year? Probably not. Like you said, control can be an issue. Sometimes he he has a hard time hitting the zone. Um, Command can be an issue too. It's, you know, kind of harnessing all that stuff. Right. So, they probably give up some home runs especially as things start to heat up uh in you know places around the east coast where he's going to be pitching but Pittsburgh is a fantastic park to pitch in the division has a lot of you know you know a lot of bottom feeder teams you know Cincinnati right Chicago um i think he could be really really interesting i wish i had been able to get him in any leagues but he was not available in any leagues i was in yeah. uh, this week so uh, yeah i mean if he's still available in your league, he start. He's supposed to start tomorrow. Um, I think you try to go get him and try to be aggressive because I, I don't know, of that many pitching prospects, you know, especially with Max Meyer dealing with the elbow issue. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that there's that many pitching prospects coming up that are going to be huge difference makers, you know, other than Grayson Rodriguez, right, and, and yeah. maybe teammate Dia Hall, right. Um, but he's here now, and with. Them run out guys like Bryce Wilson in that uh, in that rotation. There's awesome. no reason he should leave that rotation okay. rest of the way.
0: Um, let's give a percentage. How aggressive
1: would you be on him if he's still out there? I think I would go twenty percent of my remaining fat if I need a pitcher. That's fair. That's fair. Um, like I, I'd hope I wouldn't have to, but I, I can understand doing that. Yeah,
0: that's fair. I'll uh, we'll go over a few more here. William Contreras, brother of Wilson Contreras, picked up in 59 leagues, as high as 58, as low as a dollar. I got him for a buck. Went two for with a, two for four with a double on Monday as he hit second and played left field for the Braves, which is music to my ears if he's going to keep playing the outfield now. He's DH'd a couple games. He has six home runs already in the season while he's hitting 242. This could just be a figment of, you know, playing time because of injuries, but they're trying to find ways to get his bat in the lineup, which makes my fantasy uh, heart filled with joy. So what's your thoughts on William Contreras, who we saw from time to time last year was productive, but there's also some some slumps to be had
1: with that bat. Yeah, and they're gonna be slumps um with him. Like that just uh like what's great is that he's dropped his strikeout rate. Like he was a 30% strikeout guy in the majors uh last year, and it's down under 25% right now. I think it'll probably get back up above 25%, maybe you know, closing in on 30. Uh, But there's legit power in this bat. I mean, this guy was, um, you know, kind of thought of the same way his brother was thought of as a catching prospect. Clearly, he's not very good behind the plate, but the bat should play. Uh, The beauty of it is, in most of your leagues, he's still catcher eligible, which is amazing. You want a guy who is catcher eligible uh, that is playing, you know, every day or close to every day. Uh, You know... Here's the thing about Atlanta. It's such a weird organization. You yeah. know, You know, they just won a World Series. Like, I mean, I shouldn't be bagging on them. But, like, how many bad defensive players do you want in that outfield? <laughs> like, That's you true. have to play Ozuna, right? Like, yep. um, you know, do you really want him out there, too? Like, he's done better. Like, I watched him a little bit earlier this season playing defense, and I was actually surprised. Like, he moves around pretty decent out there for a catcher, but he's still a catcher. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the hell they're doing in this lineup. They're they're batting him second, batting Ozzy Albi sixth. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't get it. But um, I think you you gotta go get him, especially if you're in a two catcher format. He he mm-hmm. he's catcher eligible. Like he could be um, he could be a league winner type player if he is gonna play every day and you're know. getting catcher eligibility. So I I like him a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I wasn't expecting the outfield move today, but that just made me even more excited about the potential. In that bat, I was like, just play four or five days a week and I'll be pumped in a two catcher yeah. league. And now Absolutely. he might play more. So that's, I'm all aboard that train. Uh, Dane Dunning, big two step this week. He was added in 59 leagues, as high as $51. Been strong this year. He's made eight starts. Three year runs are less than seven of those eight starts. Five or more K in six of those starts. 392 ERA, 378 FIP. And he's got 23.5% carry. Walks a little, little bit of an issue, but overall, Dunning's looking pretty good. Kind of the prospect uh, everyone hoped he would be at one point in time. And uh, he's, he's doing it against big teams, too, which is fun to watch. So what's your thoughts on Dane Dunning?
1: I love Dane Dunning. I mean, I was a huge fan of Dane Dunning um, and that trade, you know, the, the trade for Lance Lynn. Like, people were like, oh, this is an awful trade for Texas. Like, you know what? I don't, I don't think it's going to end up being. Dunning doesn't profile as, like, a fantasy stud pitcher, but he could, like, legitimately be – I don't know, like a little bit lesser version of Lance Lynn in, as a major league pitcher, like a guy who can really eat innings. Um, He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts, like on a, like key per nine basis. Uh, but if he's going deep in the games, like he is, and this is where the growth is last year, he had moments where he flashed, like what kind of pitcher he could be, but the Rangers were really, really careful about not letting him go deep in the games this year. They said, you know, gloves are off kid. It's, it's time for you to show. And, He's showing himself to be, like, very much um, a, a workhorse for them. Uh, you know, he in some ways reminds me of a little bit of uh, of Matt Cain, um, a guy who, like, yeah, is a little bit underrated because he doesn't get huge strikeout numbers. But you'll look at the strikeout numbers at the end of the season and go, Oh shoot, 160 something strikeouts from from this guy. Like I'll I'll take that, right? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's like an SP four, SP five, but like a pretty decent one. Pitches in a great ballpark. Again, fodder teams. Keep talking about the AL West. Like there's some really bad teams in that division. So, yeah, I like Dane Dunning a lot.
0: Yep, I'm with you. A lot of Dane Dunning on my squads between redraft and uh, DCs. Lots of Dane Dunning. I like what we're seeing with him. Uh, Aaron Ashby, we talked about him earlier, added in 57 leagues as high as 117. Probably going to fill in a bit here for Peralta. But he's only thrown more than four innings once this year, so keep that in mind. But the strikeout stuff's legit. They're obviously going to stretch him out. Like, don't worry about that. But um, eventually there'll be an innings limit. But enjoy it while you can. Like, enjoy what you got. But I was a guy, like, people were were hyped in draft season on Ashby. I pretty much avoided because I had a lot of questions on what would go down. Um, Where are you on Ashby right now?
1: Um I did not draft him anywhere uh because I did not believe that he was going to be a guy that was in the rotation uh at least to start the season. Um and I kind of worried a little bit about the role is, but what I've been doing is every time someone drops Aaron Ashby, I pick him up. Um because I love the skills. The skills are fantastic uh and if they can stretch him out, uh I think he could be a really really like dominant starter. Uh, I still worry about what the role is. Like every time he goes four innings in a game, you're like, okay, one more inning and you get to five, one more inning. Then the next time he comes in as a reliever and throws an inning, like it's, it's super, super frustrating. I think the Peralta news is huge for him because I do think that they have to give him now a chance to, uh, you know, start and actually stretch out a little bit. So um, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, and it's easy to be cautiously optimistic when a guy's ceiling is so high.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll give him a shot if you can. I just wasn't going to pay a lot for him. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, th- there's a definite uh, talent there to be seen. Yep. Uh, Christian Walker added in 56 leagues, as high as 117, and as low as two dollars. His 11th home run of the season tonight. He's hitting 201 on the season, but uh, over the last couple of weeks, hitting 273 mm-hmm. with five of those home runs, walking over 15% of the time, striking out around 18% of the time. So. Big-time improvements over the last couple of weeks. The contact rates are insane, like the hard hit rates, the barrel rates. The dude's awesome. He's trolling me because I drafted him everywhere last year as a corner infielder, and he could not hit the broadside of a barn. And now he's doing what I was hoping he would do. I would try to grab him everywhere he could, personally. That's just my two cents. But uh, what's your thoughts on Christian Walker?
1: Uh, we talked about him on Sunday on The Sleeper on the Bus, and I was actually honestly really surprised how available he was. Yep. Um and uh, he was available in my TGFBI league this week. Um, and I got Gorman, but I didn't get him. Um, and so I'm um, a little bummed about that. I, you know, I was outbid by like 15 bucks or something like that, in which I just gone the extra 20 to make sure I got him. But um, yeah, not only is he uh, hitting for power, that batting average is coming. His XBA is like 276. Yeah. Like, you know, his zone contact right now, 88.5%. For a power hitter, that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, he's doing everything. He looks like the vintage version of himself. Yep. Uh, and now Mark Cannon goes deep. Yeah. Damn, McNeil, and Canna, back-to-back. Jesus. Um, anyways, uh, Christian Walker, um, I am shocked he is not picked up. Like, he's still available in, like, 50% of CBS leagues, like, yep. um, which are, you know, cater to 12 teamers so i mean he's probably more widely available at espn and auto like you have to be picking him up if he's available and you're yes the 200 batting average sucks but he's gotten really unlucky on balls in play um so i, I think he's going to be fine rest away could hit like 260 with probably another 20 home runs like Christian walker 30 home run seasons coming
0: Yeah, that D-backs team as a whole is swinging well. Peralta's swinging it well. Marte might be heating back up again. Rojas had the big home run game with the wind blowing out in Wrigley. Varsho's been playing great. Like That team's been sneaky entertaining, which is not Mm -hmm. fun for Giants fans. Uh, Last one we'll mention here. Zach Eflin added in 53 leagues as high as $93, as low as a buck. Coming off seven innings, two earned 12 Ks against the Dodgers. Uh, Two runs less than three of his last four starts. It's the Eflin experience. Like he's got really, he's kind of a lot like Pavetta to me. He's got a lot of good in him, a lot of just makes you want to bang your head against the wall. Um, But there's a lot of good chatter on Twitter about him today. So, what's your thoughts on
1: Zach Eflin, a guy that I just seem to never get right? Um. Oh man, this is a hard one because this feels a lot like Pavetta, like you were just saying. Uh, And the whole like, hey, am I, um, am I kicking the football? Am I gonna fall on my ass with Eflin? Uh, he's getting strikeouts, which is not so. You know, he looks like what we saw in 2020 in that shortened season where everybody was like, "Ooh, it's the Eflin breakout, the Eflin breakout." He looks like that. Can he keep it up over the course of a full season? I don't know. The, the changeup has been really, really good. Um, if it continues to be good, I think then he can continue to be good. Um, he gave up two home runs. Both of his, both of his own runs yesterday were two home runs. Um, and they were just location mistakes, but he went seven against the Dodgers. Like it struck out 12. Like that's impressive as hell. Um, I think as things heat up in Philadelphia, the, the home runs may continue to be a problem, but um, if he's getting the strikeouts, I can, I can kind of survive that a little bit. He's not walking guys either as much. So I'm, I'm cautiously buying in on Zach F when another guy I picked up off the waiver wire and, uh, in a couple leagues a few weeks ago uh, when he was coming back off, off the IL, and I'm going to ride it for now, but like, yeah, this definitely has the Pavetta, you know, Charlie kicking the football kind of feel to it. And I, I def, we definitely could get burned again, especially pitching in Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: He's one of those guys. Like I, I like to remind people, if you're playing like Roto, you need to almost play him every start to get the final numbers because if you try to p- pick your poisons, he's gonna have like two good starts and then just get destroyed. And it'll mm-hmm. be against a team you don't expect him to be. Like he just dealt against the Dodgers, and then like you know the Orioles will play in an interleague game and they'll score twelve against him or something. Yeah, and it's just it's a headache. But in the end, he'll have like a low four, high three ERA, and he'll get. So it's just one of those, and it's tough to do because you're not going to do it. But some of those roto ones, you're gonna have to keep it in a vacuum type situation. And it's, it's not easy, but he will have his his moments to shine. There's no doubt about that. All right, Justin, we'll wrap things up there, my friend, um, before we head on out of here again, I want you to remind everybody where they can
1: find you and all the good stuff that uh, you're up to these days. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Mason, F W F B. Uh, I'm on sleeper in the bus, TGFBI podcast and the friends, fancy benefits podcast. Uh, And I write daily over at Fangraphs. occasionally write over friends, fancy benefits as well. So, um yeah that's it man i'm it's it, I'm, I'm i'm not as busy as you are nowadays
0: no no we're we're, we're still both plenty busy let's not worry about that but uh <laughs> it's got, got to keep up with you got to keep up with you that's my goal but i uh, appreciate you
1: joining me, my friend always always fun chatting up with you hey right, man anytime uh you know if toby leaves feel free to give me a call Bubba and the
0: Beard will be a thing, don't you yeah, worry? Yeah, let,
1: let's do this.
0: I'll grow mine back out, don't you worry. We'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, for now, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining me. Everybody, check him out on Twitter at JustinMasonFWFB. This was Bench with Bubba episode 474. Catch you guys later.